All right, what's up? What up? <laughs> this is Jenny uh, with Phantom Correspondence. Uh, we're doing Christmas Fest, and I'm here with Al Red Lanyard. How you doing, Al? Oh, uh, Merry Christmas! I am. I am just Yule tidying it up. I'm Are you crazy. so hype? I'm. I'm something. I'm. I'm, I'm hype. I'm, I'm happy. A thing. I'm a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a thing. I think this is our first podcast. Uh, just. Us too. So this is a, this is, I think so anyway, unless I'm it forgetting. Is. It is, which is crazy to me because I feel like we have one of the most entertaining dynamics out of everybody. I absolutely agree with you. Everybody else is kind of boring. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. But no, like, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, so guys, what we're doing for Christmas Fest this year, this is our first one. So I'm still kind of like, figuring stuff out but me and al are watching um a few christmas movies that i picked um that al you, well some of that are phantom correspondence helped with it um one our editor-in-chief picked one in particular that we're gonna watch that i'm not super excited about um <laughs> but it is what it is uh so yeah, we're is. gonna talk about them because al um hasn't seen a lot of these like christmas movies that a couple of them that that i picked and he, he you know he uh how do you feel about Christmas, Al? Um, I don't I don't hate Christmas. Um I'm not like some some Scrooge character um who hates Christmas or anything like that. Um I'm not huge on Christmas movies because um I feel like a lot of the good ones I've seen a thousand times and I just don't have any interest in watching them again. And the other ones I've seen are are just kind of bad but like they aren't bad in the way they're enjoyable to watch a lot of them I've seen are just are just kind of bad <laughs> just in general That's fair. um so I'm not huge on like Christmas entertainment but um I like Christmas and I'm ready to I'm ready to embrace the entertainment side um it hasn't happened yet, but I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to get there. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't pick the most, uh, you know, the best movie to start with. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about Twelve Dates of Christmas, and so I love Christmas movies. I'm kind of kind of the opposite of out there, but I also like am aware that some of them are absolutely ridiculous, and that's why I love them. Um, there's some that are ridiculous and cute and, like, have, like, a good meaning, right? And there's some that are just, like, ridiculous and so stupid they're funny. Um, I feel like 12 Dates of Christmas, in my opinion, kind of, like, falls into that category. Um, uh, would you agree with that, Al? I would agree, yes. I will say <laughs> that um, I... I had fun while watching this. I really did. Um, I'm not ever going to watch it again, but I did have fun watching it. Did, did, did Alyssa, Alyssa watch it with you, right? Yes. Yes, she did. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I feel like it's way more fun when somebody else is there, too. Um, so, so a little bit about this movie. Uh, it's called 12 Dates of Christmas, and if you're familiar with the uh, trope or the story of where, you know, Christmas every day type of deal... Um, that's kind of what this movie goes over. Um, so basically you meet this girl, Amy Smart. Uh, that's not the, she's played by Amy Smart. Um, and, uh, she is, 
Um, she's kind of having issues getting over an ex. Um, so uh, she gets set up with uh, Zach Morris. Um, we'll just call him Zach Morris. The Zach Morris. The Zach Morris. Yeah, it's actually like a tie-in with Saved by the Belt. No, not really. Um, I actually don't remember his name in the movie. Uh, that's a fail. I, d- I don't either. <laughs> I just kept calling him Zach Morris. I can't. I can't call him anything oh, else. Miles. Miles. That's his Miles. name. Miles. Okay. okay. What, score one for Al. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a, oh it's I have the IMDb page pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> we got stack checking boys here, and he's well. <laughs> um, so what happens then, Al? What happens after that? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, first off, um, Amy Smart's character having a little bit of trouble getting over an ex is the understatement (laughs) of the year. Um, I remember when the movie opens up and she's at her office party and then she pulls her best friend away from the office party because you'll see until the very end of the movie, um, Kate, the main character, is very um so kate pulls her best friend away from the office party that she was enjoying and um to go christmas shopping for her ex who is not getting her anything no um at all all. um they have a very one-sided relationship which is also a recurring thing in the movie um so and that entire sequence of her being at the office party and going shopping and talking to her best friend about this guy, who her best friend is great, by the way. Um, I yeah. love her. Um, she's very s- straight on with Kate and is just like, bro, stop. This is yeah. sad. Because yeah. that was the overwhelming emotion I got from the first 10 minutes of the movie, was that Kate is a very sad person. Yeah, she's sad. <laughs> I was she's getting... Sad, like- <laughs> And I was getting sad watching her <laughs> because she's just so in her head of just like, I'm going to buy him a cashmere sweater for $400 and he's going to love me again. And I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> and so, and so here's the thing. Okay. So they do that. Her best friend, like pieces out of the situation yeah. and basically says it felt like um she was looking at kate with like a heroin needle in her arm and was just <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't enable your lifestyle anymore i'm going back to the office party mm-hmm. and, so, and so she leaves um kate goes on the date with i know we said his name is miles but i'm going i'm going to call him zach morris zach morris yeah. <laughs> so kate goes on a date a blind date with Zach Morris, mm. um, not before being very rude to somebody else who's at who's at the bar who's on a blind date. Right, Toby, I think is his name Toby. I yeah, don't know. Toby. Yeah, yeah. I remembered his name so easily. <laughs> you don't find out his name for like eighty percent of the movie. <laughs> um, so she sits down with um, Zach Morris, and by the end of the blind date scene, I thought that the plot of the movie actually was going to be Kate getting back with her ex because Zach, Zach Morris is awful on this blind date. Uh, he orders her a beer, which is a bold thing to do to order a drink for somebody you've never met. I thought uh, so too. I would never do that. Um, 
And so, like, he orders her a beer. Kate very reasonably, and again, I'm not, like, the, the biggest Kate fan in the world. <laughs> but Kate very reasonably says, oh, I don't like beer. And then, and then he goes, he goes, it's a lager. As if that's lager. different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, For anyone who doesn't know about beer, <laughs> lagers are, like... Budweiser's and PBR's <laughs> like it's not some fancy like IPA like b- b- bourbon barrel aged like fruit infused drink like it's just a beer <laughs> and she very recently says oh I don't like beer and Zach Morris goes try something Kate live a little <laughs> and I'm just like oh my god leave Kate, leave. Get away from that date as fast as you can. <laughs> this man is unhinged. He's losing his mind. And so they have an exchange. I don't even remember the conversation. I was still a little bit traumatized by how aggressive Zach Morris was. <laughs> and, oh yeah, he like reveals that he has a wife, I think. Um to like the second or third date that's right that's right because we forgot to mention everybody this is a groundhog day movie <laughs> right right um, which is fine i kind of like that idea um I I'm, do too. I'm actually a big fan of the groundhog day um shtick i think it's really funny mm-hmm. um there was a really good one um that came out on hulu with andy sandberg um last year i think Ooh, really sign cool. me up um, yeah yeah it was great i forget what it's called but um it's really good um but um so that's where the name 12 dates of christmas comes from mm-hmm. um little did i know y'all they they really did 12 days <laughs> yeah <laughs> very mundane dates yes well um, and so she she ends up like answering the phone after that, which I kind of understand because Zach Morris was being a jerk. Yeah. And so she's like, yo, what up, dude? It's her ex. And he's like, you know, who's that? She's like, my ex-boyfriend, I'm going to go meet him. And then Zach Morris dips. Uh, And and then she meets her ex and then meets the uh, girlfriend. And it was really awkward. Um, I don't think I'm getting anything. (laughs) Oh, there's a cute dog. Yes, that oh, oh my god, that dog is is the MVP of the movie. Yeah, he's my favorite. That dog's sure. wonderful. Um, well, we may talk about it a little bit more as we go on, but um, Kate somehow obtains this dog every single day, even yes. when she does not see her ex, which is impressive, but also kind of oh, scary. Oh, that's right. You're right. She I think always, she always like has that. the dog. Yeah. Every single yeah. day. <laughs> You're it's super right. weird but um yeah and then she goes to bed because she's all sad because she is who she is um <laughs> she's just a sad person and um and then she goes to bed and there's a pendant there's a there's like a late night qvc commercial um that's a throwback for everybody um <laughs> Where they're sailing, where they're trying to sell like a bird pendant, and the eye of the bird pendant like shines and glows. Yeah. Everybody who hasn't seen this thinks I'm making it up, but it's real. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, crazy, actually. And then the dog, who um, can apparently 
um, cast the second level spell detect magic at will, uh, realizes that something's going on and starts to bark. Then it hits midnight, everything goes back, and she restarts her day. Yeah. And and don't worry, everybody. You get to see that transition a lot. Yes. Yeah. So she wakes up in a department store, and she's surrounded by the same people. And my one, I love the perfume lady. Like she is, she's always like, "I spritzed you, and you passed out." And like I've literally been saying that all week, just randomly to my brothers and anybody who'll listen. I just love that line for some reason. <laughs> literally, spritzed you, and you passed out. I just love it because I think she says it like literally every. At, yeah. well, at all 12 dates. So. She says it 12 times. <laughs> um, which, I'm glad you brought her up, because as I said, I had the IMDb page pulled up, and I'm going through all the characters and the names. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a slot here, which everyone should check out the IMDb page after they watch this. <laughs> uh, there's a slot here for an actress named Audrey Dwyer, and her role is Milkmaid Sales Girl. It's <laughs> Since we started talking, I've been trying to figure out who the milkmaid sales girl is. That's her. And I think it's her. Yeah, I think that's her. So good job, Audrey Dwyer. You did great. She did. She did. Yeah. I mean, like she, she. I've never seen a perfume lady spritz somebody in the face, but she in does. The face, I, in the eyes. I don't know how I would feel about that. I mean, but, uh, it was almost a daredevil origin story. It was crazy. <laughs> Ah, a spritzy and you passed out. It sounds like something the kingpin would say. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay, so like, what were your first thoughts after watching this? Like, the movie ended. Like, what were you thinking afterwards? Um, what was I thinking? That, that's a good question. Um, I'm sorry. I'm still distracted by the IMDb page. There's oh, a guy. Great. There's a guy who who I think has the first line in the movie at the office party, and he doesn't have a character name. He's he's just listed on IMDb as Adman. <laughs> that's, that's it. Imagine getting that script and be like, "You've been chosen. You're you're Adman. <laughs> you're Adman." Which like. Oh, uh, this was in 2011. This was when superhero stuff was taking off. So he might have got a call from his agent saying, hey, man, you're Adman. And he's just like, oh, sweet. I nabbed a Marvel row. <laughs> this is great. Uh, but um, no, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, dude. You're just in here as Adman. Which you had the best joke in the movie where um, yeah. where Kate gives you a Nicholas Sparks book and you check it out and you're just like oh i already have this book at home that that's a great line um anyway sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna go to a different tab so i'm not distracted by the mdb no you're totally Uh, fine you're getting a lot to this um but um no i remember thinking like because as as the movie was going on again i wasn't expecting it to go through all 12 days um (laughs) Because, like, tw- man, 12 days is, is longer than you think it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so watching it, and as it's going through, and she tries to make amends, and she gradually tr- tries to be less selfish and change for the better and stuff like that, I'm watching it, and there are days where you get to the end of it, and I felt like, okay, like, she, she like, did really well. She... Uh, <laughs> She did great with that day. That was good. This is obviously where the movie's going to end. And then it goes back. And I'm just like, 
Like, Christmas god of mischief, what do you want from her? <laughs> I don't understand. There's not enough time in the day. Like, it felt like she was playing Majora's Mask. Like, there's not enough time for her to do everything you want her to do. Um, and so by the end of it, I was just like, okay, that was really good. She covered all her bases. It kind of feels like she learned something, though I'm... I'm kind of contentious on that, which we can talk about, um, on if Kate actually learned anything from this ordeal. But, uh, but by the end of it, I was just like, okay, I get what they were doing. Um, man, they took a long time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this could have been called, like, the the five dates of Christmas. Like, that would have been okay. <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, there's so much that happens in this movie because, like, because I hadn't, well, you know, I hadn't watched it since last year. And, like, after I watched it this time around, I was just like, man, like, she, like, you know, sees her ex-boyfriend, then she, like, helps a foster kid. And, like, she, like, she kind of does a bunch of, like, superhero-esque stuff, like, towards the end of the movie. And it's just really funny because if I told you those two things separately, you wouldn't think I was talking about the same movie like you know what i mean as well and i do want to shout out since he brought up the foster kid i do want to shout out um whatever film company um was responsible for this movie i don't know who it was it's not a hallmark film uh which i appreciated i want to well it's on it's on disney plus yes it is on disney plus um but shout out to that film company and those writers because um when the foster kid subplot um, starts and like she's following him around and he's like going around the alleyways and like hitting things with a stick and stuff like that, I got really scared and I was just like, oh no, please don't make the only black character a gang member. And I was really scared because it felt like that's where they were going. And they did not. He just found a dog that he liked and was hanging out with it when he wasn't at the foster home. And yeah. I liked that. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So good job, writers. You avoided I, I being like very and racist. And another <laughs> puppy that was so cute, which was great. So cute. Yeah. They, I mean, the person who casted the dogs in this, A plus. Excellent. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Um, what was your favorite date? <sighs> um, um, April 16th. <laughs> um, that's a reality joke for everybody out there. Um, I love that movie. Uh, it's such a good movie. Man, I wish we had watched that. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's a tough call. I think my favorite date was when... You see, it's hard if I want to be ironic or not, because the one that entertained me the most was when she gave him a call and was just like, you know what? Let's not do the bar. What's an activity that you want to do? And Zach Zach Morris, instead of trying to find like some common ground and asking back like a an active listening question is like, well, what kind of things are you into? Let's like figure out something we have in common. He's just like, nah, screw this. We're going to my hockey game. (laughs) You get to watch me play hockey. (laughs) Aren't you lucky? Um, That was pretty good because that's where um, the foster kid story starts as well. But, uh, But I also, 
The most interesting one to me, though, was when she went to the bar early and she lied and also judged um, and also flirted. And it was very confusing because she <laughs> went because um, she went early, found him. Um, he ordered like some cheese sticks at the bar, which would which like is a good move. You know, it's a good strat. Um and she goes up and sits beside him and does not tell him who she is and, like, flirts with them. And, like, he flirts back, which, like, is kind of weird because, like, he's there under the pretense of, of going on a blind date. But, like, I guess he hasn't, like, seen or met the person. So he doesn't feel, like, super attached to that idea. Um, and they talk. And that's really the point where I looked over at my lovely wife Alyssa who watched it with me and I was just like it feels like they are both aliens who have kind of learned how human beings talk and like are practicing with each other because this is the weirdest conversation I've ever heard it's so strange it makes the dialogue in Blade Runner sound like very natural it's very, it's very strange um, it's super weird because he's just like yeah my wife passed away and she's just like I'm so sorry I had no idea and he's just like how could you we just met with like a smile on his face while talking about the departure of his dead wife and <laughs> And, like, she walks up and she's just like, can I share it with your cheese sticks? To a person, like, <laughs> which, like, everybody out there, don't go to a bar and wait for someone to order cheese sticks and then sit beside them and say, hey, can I have some of those? Tell me about your dead wife. Because that <laughs> is never going to work. Well, it <laughs> almost did, though, in their situation. It I almost mean, did. But yeah. that's because, like, these people are, like, <laughs> lib globs for the planet Zerthor <laughs> because they do not talk or act like real human beings at all. To, to add to that, you remember, she didn't even call them cheese sticks. She calls them fried cheese. Oh, so yeah, she does. It's like, it bothered me. I don't know why. Because yeah. that's like, reasonable because it is fried can, cheese. Yeah, it's like she's French or something. It's super weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> and doesn't she try the beer there, like, at the bar? No, she does order wine. She doesn't oh, try the okay. beer until, like, day 10 or okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay, got you. I love that you really paid attention. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Also, like, like, everybody has to understand during these 12 days of antics and shenanigans <laughs> between the two of them, between Kate and, and Zach Morris, um, they just leave a war path, like a trail of bodies of people that they have either been rude to or have massively inconvenienced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and this goes back, this is great. On the very first day before all of like the groundhog stuff is happening on the very first day, they like have this argument at the bar on if Kate is going to drink the beer or not. And the server they have is like trying to maneuver through the situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, Are you going to have the drink or should I bring you something? Should I just go? Which all of us here at Phantom Correspondence have had because we've worked in the service <laughs> industry and have yeah. experienced that. And, 
in my head canon is that the only people who realized which this reminds me of something else I need to bring up as well but the only people who realized they were in like a groundhog situation and remembered all the other days was Kate and the server at the bar because <laughs> the next time she shows up Kate just looks at the server and is just like, I still don't like beer, by the way. And without a word, the server is just like, okay, fine. It just takes it and immediately walks away. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, it's the best. I forgot about that. Oh, it's great. But um, so while we're on this though, real quick, I want to ask you, Jenny. Yeah. Um so to make a comparison to kind of an unlikely film, uh, anybody who watched um, Army of the Dead, which came out earlier this year, you will remember that um, that our patron saint, Zack Snyder, um, had made an, a decision with the script where some of the zombies were robots, mm-hmm. but like that didn't go anywhere within the context of the film. Um, so you just have this really surreal experience where you have a couple scenes where you're just like, was that zombie a robot? And then <laughs> you're on, on to the next thing. Um, that kind of happened with this movie in that there's a point where Kate corners Toby and she says, you know what's going on. You know what's happening. Yes. And Toby is all like, oh, do I? Maybe. <laughs> But then that never comes up again. And then Toby ends up with um, her best friend by the end of the movie, which I think is great. Um, yeah, me too. I thought that coupling was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm just left there like, what is, what is Toby like a Christmas gremlin who, <laughs> who orchestrated this so he could hook up with her best friend? Because that storyline didn't go anywhere. <laughs> And it really felt like it was going to. Did you get that at yeah, all when you watched this? Well, no, because I was, okay, so I was actually going to say that was one of my favorite dates. Because, like, that entire scene is hilarious to me. Because, you know, she drags him to the kitchen. And then she's like, and they had, her and Zach Morris had just had, like, an okay date, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, this night won't end. I can't make it stop. And Zach Morris hears that. And it's just, <laughs> it's so funny to me. I love that. But, no, uh, I, I agree. I wanted more Toby backstory. I feel like he was probably the most interesting character in the movie. Like, honestly, like, you know, he was just kind of vibing and, you know, I mean, he was vibing. He possibly possessed magical powers <laughs> to create he, the situation. He's a little haughty, to be honest. So like, you know, he is, that's true. They, they did the whole, like take the glasses off trope and made him, you know, that you know, was, more attractive. Was, I mean, like, I've got, <laughs> I've got his picture on IMDb pulled up, and he looks great. <laughs> he looks awesome. Fantastic. He looks fantastic. <laughs> what else has he been in? He was in Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Island. That's wonderful. Oh, Monsters <laughs> Unleashed. I'm sorry. Hell yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Again, no, I, by IMDb. I, I had no idea where you were going with that question, because I was like, was there some place where there were zombies or, and or robots in this, and I just missed it? Uh, anyway. That no, was that, a... like that distressed me. Like after I was done watching the movie, that was the one thing I kept thinking about. Was like, was there an original version of this script where Toby like was behind everything, and then that got like scrapped? Except they left in that one exchange where he's just like, 
I don't know. I could know what's happening. Why do you ask? Like, what? Right. Where did that come from? Well, and then I'm like, okay, so if that wasn't part of the script, right, was that, like, a weird way of him flirting with Kate? And if so, that's, what? (laughs) Like, what was the point of that? Like, I don't, it almost has to be your theory, to be honest. It has to be. You know what? I hope that was just his way of trying to flirt with Kate. (laughs) <laughs> because that means he is just rolling with the punches no matter what comes his way. Like a strange woman just pulls you aside in the middle of her date and is just like, you know what's going on? You know what's causing this? And he's just like, oh, oh maybe. Why? <laughs> what do you think is being caused right now? Like, that's great. Like, bravo to him. Well, he's, I mean, what else for whatever. unless it is, you know, what you said. Those are the only two options, right? two options it's very strange also like i don't think either of us should like act or pretend here we have both had dates where it's gone so bad we were pretty close to pulling aside a random person (laughs) at the date venue and just being like this night will end like what what do i have to do to get them to leave oh that's fair that was pretty relatable it was pretty relatable for sure um so you know back to zach morris like we're all familiar with Zach Morris's trash, right? Absolutely. Do you think that this redeems Zach Morris or does it add to the trash? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, <laughs> I don't. Because I watched the movie and by the end of it, I was just like, okay, I get what they were trying to do with Kate's character. And you kind of understand. Um, I don't know what I was supposed to take away from the journey that Zach Morris had in this movie. Because, like, he, um, uh, yeah, he's getting over a loss of his wife, which is, like, you know, in very real terms, I can only imagine how 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 awful and traumatizing such an experience would be. Um, so they really try to make his character more human with that information. Um... But then they kind of pour it on almost a little bit too thick, where he's just like, well, not only did he recently lose his wife, he's also the hockey coach and caretaker of, like, seven foster children. Right. Um, And you're just like, oh, okay, wow, he's really, he's doing the most. But then they backtrack on it uh, with his character's behavior a couple times, because you still have the first date where he was really intense and really aggressive for no reason. When... The foster kid brings the dog back to the rec center and stuff. Zach Morris's initial reaction is just like, I'm glad you're safe. You can't have that dog. And just like, what are you? He's a foster child. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> like, yeah. Get him out of the dog. Like, even if he can't have it long term, just let him hang out with the dog. Like, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't really know what I was supposed to take away from Zach's character in this. It kind of felt like he was just kind of there because they needed to have um, a romantic interest in the film. But like, as far as like character development or anything like that, um, I don't feel like he learned anything, which is weird because like, I feel like there were things he needed to learn, but he didn't have the benefit of the Groundhog Day experience. Mm-hmm. So he just kind of stayed kind of static throughout the movie. It was really, I don't know. It was, it was weird for him, for Zach, for old Zach. 
you know. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, like the first date really threw me off, and then there was a couple other moments, like I don't know, like when you, uh, well, the phone call thing, like when he was like, "Let's go to my hockey game," and then like, uh, <laughs> like I don't know, um, and then I forget. Oh my gosh, I forgot. He storms out of the house at one point, and she's like, "I could be falling in love with you," and I don't remember why he stormed out of the house. What was the reason? Crap. Um. Ooh, yeah. Like I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. One of the later dates. It might yeah. be like the eleventh date. Because uh, that, that was also a weird interaction. Yeah. Um, Everything was weird about that. <laughs> I think it was a. Ch- there's a chance that like. I think she just, like, in passing talked about her ex and how, like, they saw each other that day. Yeah, because I, I don't think it got, made me, like, bad. And then he got mad yeah. and, like, left, which is just, like, dude, like... People... And at this point, he knew her for, like, maybe four hours? Yeah, like... exactly. It's just, like, <laughs> people have pasts. Like, I don't know what you're expecting here. Like, it isn't as if she was just, like, I saw... I saw, you know, the daughter of the man I killed today. Like, that would be pretty normal. <laughs> but if it was, yes, I, I, like, ran into my ex today and we exchanged a couple words. Like, he can't just be like, hey, I'm Zach Morris. You can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, like, what he did. Like, that was... <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it could add to the Zach Morris's trash. I do. But it's, it's not overt, you know, but, like, you know. And I didn't hesitate to blame his reaction afterwards too heavily on him because if I was with a girl who I'd only known for four hours and she chased me out into the snow and said, I think I'm falling in love with you, I would also be put off. Yes, that's fair. Uh, that's part of fair. Like, it's really a story of two very dysfunctional people. Um, <laughs> I kind of, you know, in hindsight, I kind of had the same reaction to the relationship between it. Um, almost called her Amy Smart, between, um, <laughs> between Kate um, and Zach, as I do, like, whenever a new Taylor Swift album comes out, <laughs> where, like, I'll watch the movie or, like, I'll listen to the album, and I'll just kind of shrug and just be like, eh, I mean, <laughs> maybe try being s- s- single for a while. Like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that could potentially help a lot of your problems. I don't, I don't know. Maybe try not being in a relationship for a few months. Like, yeah. I don't know. No. Me. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. And, you know, Kate wasn't like, yeah, I guess she had character development, but I think back to like a lot of the interactions that she had over X. Like, there was that one where they go and get coffee, and she's like, I knew in Mexico I wasn't supposed to be with you. And then, <laughs> do you remember that scene? I do. <laughs> I do. And he, and he very reasonably says that that was after six months. We dated for two years. I know. <laughs> Which even that, like, everybody, having dated a person for six months to me, is not enough time to go on an out-of-country trip with them. No, I agree. Like that, nope. that is how you get killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. super weird. But, um, yeah, no, that was that was also a weird interaction. Um, we can't talk about jarring interactions uh, with Kate Stanton, though, without talking about the very first day where she goes to her father's house and 
Um, again, that's a very, that was also a very tough situation. Again, a situation I can only imagine. I know what you're going to deal say. with. Um, a lot of weird emotions there. A lot of weird, you know, interfamily dynamics. I get it. Um, but when her father, who seems like just a really great dude, yeah, um, when her the most patient man in the world, <laughs> when her father says. It'll be great to have them come over with the kids. It'll feel like it used to, you know. It'll feel like old times. And Kate just says, if it really felt like old times, mom wouldn't be dead. And I had to pause <laughs> the movie for like 20 seconds before I could keep watching it. Because <laughs> that was an absolute bomb she just dropped on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that was crazy. No, it's so funny you say that because, like, I knew you were going to say that, too. Because we had the same reaction rewatching it. Like, we had to pause it because when she goes, Mom is dead. <laughs> like, it was just so, you just weren't expecting that, like, at all. Like, she's just, like, she's, like, I don't know. Like, oh, my God. And Sally's, like, right there. Oh, so yeah. that's, like, awkward. <laughs> like, like... Absolutely. And her dad tries to just be, like, oh, Okay, that wasn't a cool thing to say, but let's go. Let's go eat some dinner. Like, <laughs> I know it's like, oh, Kate's be Kate again. Like, God, what else does she do? Like, well, I don't. Typical Kate. Oh, here's here's a here's another song she has about her scarf. <laughs> yes, Kate is a uh, loosely based on Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) who was your favorite side character in this movie everybody other than kate and miles (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, no that's a good question um there were a lot of great they did they did an oddly terrific job of giving a lot of the side characters like just enough personality and charisma that you really cared about them and really enjoyed yeah. them on the screen. Um, um, Jim was great. I thought I thought the idea of Jim being um, this older dude who just sees a random bystander just like pass out and just like put himself out there to be so helpful and like. He takes her for coffee at the Arboretum one day. Yeah. Like, he's down to, like, roll and hang out with her and make sure she's okay. I thought that was great. I thought Jim was really, really cool and and very very much embodied um, the qualities that um, I thought the movie was going to really hammer home of, like, not caring about yourself every single second of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which like it kind of does at the end but um no i thought i thought jim was great i thought it was really cool i agree um i loved her little neighbor she was so sweet and they end up together yeah. so exactly yeah but yeah she was just like she had she had it together i felt like like she like knew what was up like oh, oh for sure i really um a really underrated scene is when um she brings them together at like the greenhouse that they're at i think i caught it in arboretum earlier in this mm-hmm hot what that is but um, i knew what you meant though it was okay yeah, when um she brings them together at like the greenhouse and i really thought it was cool how like it wasn't a thing where like um her her aber was just like immediately just like 
struck in love with Jim. I thought it was cool how, like, it was kind of doing her own thing, and, like, they just kind of gradually talked to each other, and it kind of grew very organically from that. I yeah. thought that was really cool. A lot of yeah. times they fall into the trope of just, like, <gasps> an older man who's single, and it's just, like, right. <laughs> over from there. But I thought it was really well done. Yeah. It was, it was a very well-written little love story on the side there. <laughs> Absolutely. Weird how it was probably better written than the main one we got. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I wanted more of that. Um, uh, so, yeah, we've been poking fun about this a lot, but, like, what did you, what if anything, what did you like about the movie? Yeah. Um, I know, like, I know I've made a lot of jokes about how, like, it went through all 12 days, um, which was just really surprising. But um, I do like the combination of, like, the Christmas theme with, like, the Groundhog Day vibe. Um, I don't know how often that's that's done. It could be done all the time. I don't know. But um, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, um, I really enjoy those types of films because I think it's fun to, like, see the characters go through, like, the various... Um, response stages of just like after they figure out that it's repeating that they're just like oh I'm gonna have a day where I just like say screw you to everyone I see and and I'm gonna do me and heal myself and then they're just like I'm gonna have one where like I just like try to buy my friends all cool things because like I won't have to worry about the bills and things like that they go through all those different stages and I thought that was fun and like we got um, a bunch of those kinds of scenes from that um and like i said i really do think they did a great job with a lot of the side characters like just giving them like just enough um individuality that like they stay fresh in your mind and stuff like um where christmas movies a lot of them that i've seen have have casts that are just so like bland and ever edible and stuff like um a lot of those um, from this movie I saw, and I'm just like, okay. Like, again, I go through the IMDb casting list, and I'm just like, oh, oh, the doctor she went to. I remember that guy. He was great. Like, he was he was cool. He was just like, well, okay, I think you're, like, a little bit crazy, but that's okay. Just, like, just go home and take these pills. It's cool. And I'm just like, man, you're a cool doctor. Like, but yeah, yeah, I'd say those uh, things I really enjoyed. Those were uh, very well done. Again, very weird that the side characters were, like, um, were better done than the main ones, but um, still very enjoyable. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that that is one of the reasons I I picked it is because I do like, um, as you said, the Groundhog Day trope. Um, it is used a lot in Christmas like specials and movies. There's this um, one movie that has uh, the character, um, well, Eric Von Dent was in Brink. Uh, it's called Christmas Every Day, and it's really great. And if I could nice. find it anywhere, that would have been on our list to watch. Absolutely. Because uh, it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, I just – I really like that trope, um, and that's one of the reasons I picked it, so I absolutely agree with you. Uh, would you watch it again? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. Um, and that's like – and that's – Honestly, like, even though I did enjoy this one a lot more than I usually enjoy, like, um, the non-classic um, Christmas films, um, it's still one of those where after I got done watching it, I was just kind of like, okay, I think I get it. Like, um, I get what they were trying to do. Um, I don't think there's, like, I don't think there's a whole lot of a rewatch value 
um, in it anyway. Um, so, um, no, I'm glad I watched it once. It was a lot of fun. But um, yeah. it's, it's probably not one I'll watch um, again anytime, anytime soon, at least. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you for watching it and talking with me about it. <laughs> of course, no. Thank you for sh sharing it with me. Um, it was, it was a blast. Um, there are, there was, um, it's just like, you know, I can't let this discussion of the movie go without talking of one of the real MVP characters in it. Um. And that is um, Jack's new fiance. Oh, yeah. Oh, we um, didn't mention her at all. Nancy, right? Nancy, yes. Because I was so impressed with the type of person that Nancy is. Nancy was uh, a, yeah, she was cool. Because, yeah, she just like, like, you kind of have to imagine, like, what the off-screen interactions and discussions are like because from the very first day you have it where like kate goes and meets up with jack jack is just like hey i brought the dog for you to hang out with um because you said you missed the dog and um she was just like oh great and like and nancy comes up and like has the dog um has max and is just like here you go hi i'm nancy i'm like i'm with jack now it's nice to meet you and you have to imagine their discussion that led up to that where jack was just like hey i'm gonna go meet my ex so she can watch our dog um, <laughs> you should come with me <laughs> for some insane reason <laughs> and nancy is just like okay whatever you need like I'm, i bet this will be an emotional reunion i'm, I'm here for you for support i guess whatever <laughs> to the point where towards one of the last days where Kate goes to their cabin and interrupts their Christmas Eve <laughs> and starts talking about engagements and things like that. Blah, 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 blah. And like, and Nancy is just like, sweetheart, it's okay. He already proposed. It's all good. And you're just like, oh my God, she has a patience of a saint. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. And like, yeah. um, I guess. Um, they never say how long they've been together. I don't think I could be wrong about that. But um, but it's been two years since Kate and Jack broke up. So my mm -hmm. headcanon is that like a few months pass after they break up. Um, Jack meets Nancy. Um, they hit it off. You know, they hang out for a while. They go about six months, and then Jack is just like, "Hey, Nancy." I know we've only been dating for six months, but would you like to go to a Latin America country with me for a nondescript <laughs> amount of time? <laughs> In the past has been a real make it or break it experience for my relationships. <laughs> and Nancy's just like, yeah, honey, let's go. And they go off. And that's when Jack knew she was the one. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, he, he, he was apparently his high school sweetheart. And they re-met at their... Um, yeah. Their reunion, yeah. That's right. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I yeah. still think the trip probably happened. You're probably right about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah. that's like the way he tests his relationships. I really do. Yeah. I think Jack is just like, okay, is this young woman comfortable enough with me after six months 
um, which is like just over the life cycle of some insects. Is she comfortable enough with me after six months to go to like, you know, some country where bad things typically happen, like stories like these, Uh, (laughs) and just go with me and just kind of hang out with me for a few days and then fly back? Is this is she going to be the real deal? Is she down with that? And um, the results are are shockingly high in the affirmative. Yeah. okay with doing that so yeah. so yeah that was fun so applause for nancy i like nancy she's got the <laughs> she got the patience yeah. of the saint yeah yeah I, I can't believe we we went the whole podcast without mentioning her until the end that's crazy wonderful it's wild that you know ad man got a shout out for nancy <laughs> really is <laughs> yeah no nancy was cool nancy was cool uh well do you have any other last thoughts um, I think that, well, let me ask you this. Sure. Um, what was your reaction? This was another thing that stuck with me after the movie. What was your reaction, especially the first time you watched this, to Kate's very long journey of self-discovery in this film. And what I mean by that is that um, there's a point in the cycle, I think it's like day, it's pretty far in there, it's like day nine, day ten, where she has an epiphany moment while talking to somebody, and she's just like, I'm scared of being alone. (laughs) Yeah. What was your reaction to that line (laughs) with the context of having seen the rest of the movie up to that point well like i kind of assumed that she had already known that because Mm. i mean like (laughs) i'm just really confused how she didn't pick up on that i don't know i i like to think i'm a fairly self-aware person so sometimes it's really hard for me to relate to characters like her so when i watch it it's extreme fiction to me because i don't get that i don't understand how she didn't put that together when she was buying a 400 dollar sweater for a boyfriend she <laughs> or an ex-boyfriend you know what i mean yeah. so i felt like she was grasping at straws then and if i were her i would have been like huh this is probably an issue but mm-hmm. um so that was my reaction to it uh did i stop watching no i didn't but <laughs> well, i I totally, like, Kate, especially with that scene, that scene really solidifies, like, the issue I had with Kate's character is that Kate is a paradox of a character in that for most of the movie, she is so self-centered and Mm -hmm. she's so selfish. Like, she is, like, she is the son of her world. Like, Mm -hmm. everything revolves around Kate. Right. It's like, you know, it's good to care about yourself. It's good to have boundaries and value yourself. But mm-hmm. she's still just very self-centered. And yet she's so oblivious to what is actually going on in her life. Mm-hmm. Because there's like, there's at least two, there's possibly way more. There's at least two interactions before this where Kate is talking about other people being alone 
and how she like desperately does not want that. One of them, I think, is in reference to her neighbor, where like she's kind of complaining about like her neighbor and how like intrusive she is and stuff. She's just like, oh, sh-. he's just Odin alone or something. Um, I don't want to be that way. But the one that really gets me is when she's talking about her father after her mom died. And her description of her father is, he was just so sad and heartbroken when she passed away. I just remember, like, not ever wanting to feel like that myself. And, Mm -hmm. like, the context of, like, (laughs) of her just being like, yeah, I recall how my dad was, that he was really sad and heartbroken. I was really obsessed with not ever having that happen to me. Right. That was the takeaway from that. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then by the time she gets to this late stage date and she's just like, oh, I'm afraid of being alone. Like, I forget who she says that to, but whoever it was should have like just slapped her upside the face. (laughs) Just like, are you serious? Like, (laughs) of course you're afraid of being. That's what this whole movie has been about. So like earlier when I said that, like. I'm unconvinced that Kate like actually learned anything by the end of the whole ideal. That's kind of what I'm talking about because by the end of of the movie, Kate, like, yeah, she's done a lot of really good stuff, but like she, she has her dude. She like, she's in a relationship. Mm -hmm. She has what she wanted at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And she's just like, I guess you and I are going to take it one date at a time. And it's like a funny little throwback to like the title and idea of the movie, but also it's just kind of like, Oh yeah, she, she doesn't have to be alone. Um, I'm not sure she learned anything from this, but, (laughs) but okay. Like it was just kind of, I don't know. It was just kind of weird because usually by the end of these kinds of films, the protagonist has learned how to address the central problem that they had internally yes um like like maybe be self-sufficient be more selfless like exactly yeah like Mm -hmm. you see this happen with the original groundhog day you see this happen with like other um films where this shtick is present where it's just like okay i need to learn to like not be self-centered i need to learn to be as you said to be self-sufficient i need to learn to like put others people's needs ahead of my own and, like, she kind of learns that last one because she does go out of her way to help other people. Mm-hmm. But also, at the again, at the end of the day, like, she still got her relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it would have almost have been even more meaningful of an ending if by the end of it, um, they, like, were talking to each other and they both agree, just like, you're great. Like, I think we could be great for each other. I think we need to take some time first to heal a little bit more <laughs> yes. from the relationship traumas we've both had. And mm-hmm. then, like, try this again, like, a year from now at Christmas and see how we feel. But um, but it just felt very weird to just be like, oh, I had that epiphany. This is my central problem. I'm not really going to work through that. I'm just going to chase the relationship I need to, like to fill that hole that I have within me instead of yeah. trying to, to grow past it and stuff. I don't know. I thought it was weird. 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely noticed that. Um, yeah, it just seemed like, you know, there wasn't, I don't know, like towards the end, it seemed like she was trying to figure out just how to make the, the days end instead of working on herself. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, it was weird. It was a weird one on on the end of it. But no, overall, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. <laughs> it was a fun yeah. one. <laughs> Well, that was awesome. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and uh, we got some good laughs. Uh, this has been really fun. Um, so we, um, we'll we're gonna do our next film. I think we're gonna do uh, the Christmas list. Uh, so y'all um, hang out for that one, um, I, and I think it's on YouTube, Al. So okay, um, I YouTube, I can do that. Okay, great. <laughs> or at least I hope it is. Um, I haven't checked recently. Um, actually, let me do that. Well, I'll do that in a second. Um, but uh, we do have, uh, as far as other fandom correspondent stuff, we've got um, Lord of the Rings uh, podcast coming up. since It's been 20 years since the films came out. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll probably do some more uh, random Christmas Fest stuff outside of the podcast. Uh, um, we've got uh, some Christmas lights we're going to look at, and maybe uh, me and Jacob are going to be really judgy about them. We might do that. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, everybody have uh, a merry December. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. Mm-hmm. Well, a ho, 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 everybody. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bye.